Hey, hey, hey. It's the night before Halloween. It's 6.50 p.m. It's dark out. The stars are out. The moon is like in the first quarter, meaning this, the moon is lit up um, on the right side of the moon. And there's something called Earthshine. Earthshine. It's pretty cool. So moonshine is when the moon is reflecting the sun to the earth. And Earthshine is when, like, the Pacific Ocean right now is reflecting the sun light onto the moon. So actually, the traditional, what they call, like, the darker part of the moon when it's not full is kind of lit up because the moon or the the earth is reflecting the sun, light to the moon. So there's a little bit of earth shine on the moon. Very cool. And we're 64 degrees at 5% humidity. 5%. It is dry, my friends. Dry in Arizona. This is Buddy's owner. And we're doing a schnoodle walk. The Arizona schnoodle walks. Here we go. So the night before Halloween, dark. The Halloween house is lit up, and I got to put a sweatshirt on because it's chilly out here. Let's go, bud. And technology has changed. This is the first podcast with AirPod Pro. So last week I got AirPods for the first time. And I woke up Monday morning, and they go, Apple goes, oh, we got these new noise cancelings for $249. And I'm like, wait, I just spent $149. On AirPods. And I'm like, I'm going to get noise canceling. I'm going to get the new ones for 90 bucks more. So we're trying it out, folks. Trying out the AirPod Pro. And probably has all kinds of features on it. Cool stuff. And this supposedly the microphone's better. So we'll see if we get better quality. So that you can hear the dulcet tones of your podcast host so so what you know this is apple we can do a shout out to apple one of our sponsors indirectly it's a a negative sponsor i pay money to apple and and i talk about them so apple's kind of fun so you go to the apple store and you know you buy the new airpod pros and there was like it wasn't like one of these crazy lines that you see for like the new iphones but there's a little bit of uh, excitement over the AirPod Pro. And you might hear some fans, the inflatables, a fire-breathing dragon. Yeah, pumpkins. Yeah, this is the night before. This was the night before Halloween. And there, all the excitement is out. But Bud doesn't care. He's just going to wonder, like, on the weekend, he'll probably like, what happened to all the lights? And these lights will switch to Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. So what's going on? I, I you know, walk, got to walk the bud. And I got to try out the AirPod, AirPod Pros here. So we're giving it a whirl. We're giving it a whirl. And uh, one of my German famous favorite singers, still living. Usually when people say German stuff, it's like, oh, you're going to talk about some dead guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Germany and stuff. Oh, you must be talking about a dead guy. But no, Max Rob. He tours the U.S. sometimes. Classic singer. 
that we first saw in Berlin in the 1990s. So his career was just starting. And he has Max Rob and the Palast Orchestra. And his famous song in the 90s was uh, Kein Schwein Ruf Mich An, which is a nice, silly little song. He sings silly songs. He's a very creative guy. And he, uh, he sings in the 1930s cabaret orchestra style. Excellent performer. And he stands at a microphone with an orchestra behind him in a nice tuxedo, very tall, thin man. Probably shorter than I am, though. He's a really short dude. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. He's probably 6'1 or something. Great singer. Funny songs. So his latest album, he has... Ich sing on Liebsten, wenn der Mond shines. Which is, I, I love to sing when the moon is shining. And he says, the, 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 the light of the day is too bright and the world is moving too fast. So that actually rhymes in German. It's something like, Die Tageslicht ist zu hell und das Welt ist zu schnell. So you got hell and schnell. So there you go. German lesson tonight. Oh, shout out to the Namibia lady in, in Darmstadt who's uh, had three days of German lessons already, but she's kind of like silent right now. She's not I'm like, hey, how's those German lessons going? And she's kind of pissed about all the der, der, das and I think she made some kind of like feminine, masculine thing because just like French, they have Lula, Lula, probably Italian has some of that stuff. So for whatever, for whatever reason, the romantic languages have this feminine and masculine articles and stuff. And I did learn something about Irish the other day because like Irish, I was like, what's the word in Gaelic for the? And it's um, A-N, like on. And then that, I was like so shocked when they said, well, plural, if you said like the door would be um, A-N, on. And then if you was a plural, like the doors, they, they reverse the letters to na, on and na. Pretty cool, Gaelics. And I ran into a an, an real Irishman at the grocery store the other night. And he's like, well, I said, hey, I just learned something about Gaelic. <laughs> And he's like, why would you do that? Is that just interested? Google it, man. Google. So, yeah, that's your podcast host. One of the, I guess I'm eclectic, maybe. Is that a good word? It's probably, I'm probably beyond eclectic. And uh, so tonight's World Series, Game 7. It started about an hour and 30 minutes ago. And I'm recording it on a DVR. Because I, baseball is interesting, but it's like so boring, right? So what I'm going to do is I do what I call speed watching, which you might do on the podcast. Like if you listen to this podcast at 2X, you're, you're kind of doing a speed watch, right? These podcasts, I got to walk to Bud. Bud likes a 30 to 40 minute walk. So that's pretty much how long the podcasts are. But you can 2X it, 15 to 20 minutes of high level content. Just extreme content, all about you, the listener, the hero, 
You're the hero. I'm just the guide today. Buddy's my guide. He's guiding me on the walk, sniffing the bush here. And uh, I don't know. Is this a dog? I mean, you, you can you can describe the podcast as a guy walking a dog, you know, and sharing his deep thoughts, you know. Uh, real philosophical guy, you know. <laughs> not not academic philosophy. But <laughs> there was some someone who was uh, some writer who was like academic writers, like, oh yeah, you got to look at their, you got to go to the original sources, and you know you can't just write stuff and um, you know if you're not referencing the original sources, here, well, you know what do you have to say? And I'm like. So, so you're referencing some dead dude that lived in the 1800s as an original source or 1700s or 1500s. That's like, you might as well just make stuff up because people attribute like what the dudes think. They read something that a dude wrote in 1800s, 1500s, and like all and magically somehow people will interpret and say, well, well, you know, this is what was going on in the dude's life. And, you know, he really, this is what he really thinks. And it's like original sources. I kind of like, I don't know, I, yeah, like I do. I'm a critic, right? So I'm like, really? I mean, can't people just express their ideas? It's like, yeah, I, I went to the original sources. Let's say I read something for 10 hours. I'm reading the original source for 10 hours. And I'm just going to write a couple sentences and comment on it that takes like two minutes to read. So yeah, it's based on the original source. Do I have to like reference it and put a footnote on it? Like, ooh, ooh. Why don't I just say, I uh, I read all of this guy's book. It took me 10 hours, 20 hours to read it. And this is how I summarize it, dude. You know, that's it. I'm, I'm the original source. We're the original source. You're the original source. Now, you know, that in the academic world, that doesn't go over, right? But I don't know why. But we have this, like, anal, like, idea that, oh, you got to go to the original source. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and it reminds me of the Rob Bell. Like, oh, you got to, you know, if you want to do a 45-minute podcast, you probably have to prepare, like, two hours. And, you know, some stuff just doesn't make it, you know, because it's so prepared and so... Awesome. I'm like, what? What's my preparation for the podcast? Not, not nothing official. This podcast, the preparation is like my whole life. Okay, so I put over 50 years of thought. This is this is what you're getting right now. This is the summation of all that preparation. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of preparation in this. So so what? So like yeah. I'm learning, you know, it's creativity, art, art. And this is art. This is an art form, man, podcasting. <laughs> it's, it's like a stand-up monologue, right? And I just, I don't have an audience, right? You're, you're the audience. But it's kind of like being on stage, walking the dog. <laughs> Technology is so funny. Um, a little bit of a sports thing going on. Um, these guys in New York. They're kind of like on the cutting edge of like new media, especially for sports entertainment. And they just, they're just doing it. They're just like creating and they don't like the, the traditional old way is like, you know, Oh, 
I'm going to go to ESPN. I, my whole life career is to, to get on ESPN and, you know, get an hour show and talk about sports. And, you know, they got the whole Bristol, I think it's Bristol, Connecticut or something. And they do the, um, all the editing, get the film clips. Maybe there's some writers, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, just wing it, man. That's, you know, there's some notes. It's good. But it's the authentic, real fan experience that uh, these guys are presenting. And I'm trying to get them a beer sponsorship through Twitter. <laughs> That's, this is the new world we're in. You know, your podcast host is, I'm trying to work a deal with a brewing company to sponsor them because they, they drink beer on the podcast, YouTube it. They have this thing called Super Chats. And people like watch them. There's, they, they get like 600 to 1,000 viewers. And then they have this show once a week called Transplants. And because they're in New York and they're from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And uh, I, they're really pretty interesting dudes. And tonight I just learned that both guys were actors. They, they were friends. They were in North Carolina and they were in some kind of theater group and they did theater stuff. So it's perfect for them. I mean, they're they're not your typical probably theater guys, but you can see the skill of acting and entertainment performing is why people watch them because they're entertaining. And they kind of are disrupting the sports media too. Like <laughs> the one the one guy probably doesn't like to talk about it, but there's so imagine this: you got a like a 30 year veteran who's been writing in the newspaper for the last 30 years covering the sports team analyzes the crap out of the sports team does all these stories and basically over 30 years he's kind of carved out his niche and then they bring this like quote-unquote social media guy in and the 30-year guy's like uh this is uh you know this is that new stuff it's new you know so the guy like took a beating for like i don't know three or four hour meeting because the old dude was like, just didn't get the new stuff. This is the new stuff, right? So um, it's just kind of funny. And, and just like, he, he put up with uh, harassment. So he was like, looked down upon, you know, because he's not a writer, journalist type. He's doing videos and podcasting or whatever he does. This is fun, fun to watch, the change, right? So the super chats are people are watching these YouTube things. And there's like... I'll give you five bucks. Here's five bucks. <laughs> after like an hour, I don't know. I don't know what they're bringing in. Maybe they get 400 bucks, 500 bucks. They're doing it for fun and they're getting some paid. And it's getting better, right? They're doing more and more things. Plus, they do have um, a reason to do it because they're a media company. So, you know, it sort of helps their day job, so to speak. But this, this uh, fun job is becoming more and more Interesting. Even the commissioner of the um, the whole NFL, which is like this billion dollar business, kind of called into their show a couple years ago or whatever, just trying to, you know, everybody's learning how this new thing's going to work. New, and it's it's uh, the freedom of all these computerized things, and it even goes back to this um, this gal that's doing the publishing. No, because that's the more serious stuff, the publishing. 
and also getting out important ideas, not just talking about who got injured last week in a football game. <laughs> I mean, people love that stuff, right? And it just it shows me the niches that are out there. So many niches. So you just own it, you know, own that thing. They, they own this thing. They're good at it. So, um, so what? So you're entrepreneurs, creative types. You're doing cool stuff. And I'm on my journey, how this works out. And uh, I don't know, I'm just feeling good. I, I still don't have a stinking job offer. And uh, trying to hustle that up. And uh, I met with a guy yesterday. He's old schooler too, but he's like, he thinks he knows like uh, LinkedIn then, which maybe he does. But he's coming from big corporate America thing. And you know, he's telling me like, well, just make sure your resume matches exactly your LinkedIn, which is not the kind of information I get from other people. But I just listen to the dude, which is like a huge growth for me, right? Like in the past, I'd be like, um, oh, no, we, you know, you don't want your LinkedIn to be exactly your resume. But I forget why you don't want it to be exactly like your resume, but that's really not what people do. But he gave me some good insights. So, you, you know, networking, you listen to people. I'm, I'm learning just, you know, chill, man. I don't have to, like, be right about everything. I was like, okay, good. Thanks for the ideas. You know, I'll think about it. Yeah. And I didn't even say I'd think about it. I just said, you know, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that. And I, you know, I'm not like running home, like, oh, I got to change my LinkedIn to make it match my resume exactly. Because another guy says like, well, you don't even, you know, resumes are like, okay, but you really want this thing called a career outline, which I kind of like. Because it's about the future. A resume just shows like what you've done, right? So like, it's the traditional interviewing process. Like, let me see your resume. Like 99% of the people just go, let me see your resume. Because they're looking at your experience, but then other people say, like, well, that's just a reflection of your experience and what you've done, right? But the world is so dynamic now that stuff that you've done is not really repeatable. So what's important, this, this uh, the actual woman that's, like, into job search expertise has her own business for a long time, too, Um She's like, hey, there's three things in an interview, personality, aptitude, and then experience in that order, in that order. That's what happens in an interview, in a good interview, right? In an important interview, it should be that way, right? I, I think so. Personality, aptitude, and experience. So there you go, folks. That's the so what. So if you have friends looking for jobs, you probably don't care because you're an entrepreneur, so you don't need to worry about this. But if you're hiring, you know, entrepreneurs hire people, so... They maybe instinctively feel this way too. They probably go like, well, I need to hire somebody. So, you know, can I get along with this person? Is there a fit? What's the personality, right? So personality, and personality you can't change it really. So it is what it is. And then so like as if you're a job searcher, you kind of want a job. So you kind of like watch your personality and try to adapt it as best you can, just intuitively, right? But... It's probably better just, you know, whatever that means to be authentic. Is being authentic? Is that your personality? Probably. So um, there's that. Now, aptitude is a cool one. It's like how well are you learning stuff, right? Because if you come from one company, you may not do it exactly the same way. So now 
depends on the job, right? If someone's hiring you to be like a CRM guru on, on salesforce.com, which is a tool for customer relationship management, well, then you probably do want to see that on the resume and go like, oh, you know how to use Salesforce? You know, what do you do in Salesforce? And then, and then there's like these tools like Salesforce. Are you like a pro at it, expert? What, what's your skill level at salesforce.com? So then your resume is like, oh, yeah, I, I did that for five years at this company. I started, I launched the Salesforce. I did this. I did created campaigns, all this stuff. So there's skills there. But then if you have aptitude, it's like, Maybe you use a different CRM system like Zoho. So you got the principles. And if you're quick, you know, if you're a learner, if you can learn, that means that's it's your aptitude. Can you learn stuff? Because your new company might need you to do something in a different way. A different way. So in that case, it's like, can this person learn? What are they? What's, what are they you know, it kind of goes to your personality too. If you have a personality that has a learning personality type. It should be good. It should be good to go. And then the last thing's experience, right? So the best in selling if experience is if you can bring a book of business. I've talked about that before. Like, oh yeah, I got all these contacts. But most of my business stuff is like it's not that easy to like take a customer at one place and move them over to another. In some businesses, that's really easy to do that. And uh, so that's how that goes. And uh, so there's some so what in there for you. And now what's. And uh, what's going on? So I'm, I'm thinking tomorrow is Thursday. The uh, I got a kick out of this. The pastor of the Lutheran Church, a really small one. He has office hours. Like, that's cool. You know, from one to four. I might just pop in there. It's like you come in, no appointment. And uh, just my check it out, ask some questions. And I, I just get, to, I'm not sure what this, uh, I love the location, physical location, the physical look of this church. And like, why is that important? It is kind of to me because I keep going back to Dresden and the Frauenkirche and how symbolic that blown apart church is. And the Germans rebuilt it with the original stones. It's so cool, like as many original stones as they could. And that's also obviously a Lutheran church. So I don't know. I just think it's special to me. To me. I mean, so what to you? I don't know. Is, is there um, a thought that if you're in 2019, soon to be 2020, you got a family? So how do you relate to the religious thing? And the guys, the old guys, this is a little bit of the Rob Bell, him for the curve, is there's new people, new ideas, a better way to do things, which kind of feel. And I mean, the, the, the I met with this other woman yesterday. It was great. I don't know if she thinks I'm absolutely batshit crazy or what. I don't know. I, I listened to her. I found out about her story. She's got two businesses she's doing. So she's pretty cool. And she left... She's actually brought up Roman Catholic, but she went to this Baptist church for a long time that I was at. Didn't really know her. But the, the guy that pissed me off, the Jack for Jesus pastor, she she left before a year was up. She like she figured it out pretty quick that she wasn't going to like this. So she started exploring. 
So she's kind of fascinating. And I didn't, I didn't know her story. So she knows a lot of the people I know, but, and, and it's not about the people too, because we love everyone always. So there's no point in saying, ah, oh, that person up there's a knucklehead. Well, that's who I am. I'm a knucklehead. They all think I'm a knucklehead. So what the heck? And, uh, so what we got to love everyone always people. So that's the, so what? So if you, you just love everyone, I, I know some of you are really good at that already. You, you don't, you don't need me to do and then some of these it's like a framework too or a mantra and and you sort of already do it and so you can hear a mantra like love everyone always and then like yeah yeah i do that already so you're already on the curve but some of us are low on the curve so i'm low on the curve so i gotta get better it's not black and white it's not like i hate everyone always and i'm gonna and i'm gonna go to magically love everyone always i've already i do have a love of people, you know. So we had a great two. It was like two hours. We met in the grocery store, a coffee shop. They had Starbucks in the grocery stores. So we just hung out there, and and it was mostly because um, she said that she knew. Oh, I know everybody. She said <laughs> she knows everybody. And I go, oh, seven point seven billion billion people on the planet. So you know everybody. That's good. So she's she was pretty cool about that. My little snarky little comment. Snark in love. Snarky. Snarky love, like I was saying. So hopefully these AirPod Pros are giving a nice sound to the podcast. We'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to speed watch the baseball. And my wife's mother, Oma Maggie, is having a little outpatient outpatient surgery tomorrow. So my wife's going to help her mom out. And uh, that's a nice thing. And cultures are so different. So she definitely was, uh, I, I probably don't, I don't know if I told her this once, but I get a kick out of her. She was born January 1940. So her mom probably freaked. She's the youngest of like eight in Germany. So she was born. So her mom must have been pregnant like in March or something and World War II started in September. And her mom's probably like, oh shit, we got <laughs> I gotta I gotta give birth to this little baby while good old Adolf's like going to war with everybody. So that's Oma. Yeah. Yeah. And Oma's sister, Tante Kiki. Tante Kiki. In Dusseldorf, she's cool. Saw her this summer. She's pretty in good health. She's a bit older than Maggie. So America isn't always the best. So Kiki's healthy. Those good walks along the Rhine River. Pretty healthy. And her daughter's pretty cool. She's really cool. And uh, I'll try not, I'll probably, I'll never forget how she's, we're just casually talking. <laughs> at the apartment and i was telling the story about how this one guy in hungary who's living in the united states like oh yeah grandpa was like he was you know he mowed down a bunch of people in hungary you know you know it's like you know he's like well you could either join the germans or or be a you know a communist or something you know and then we, we decided to be with the germans <laughs> and maria's like oh yeah they were all nazis <laughs> 
so, so I did marry into like some kind of um, low on the distribution curve, you'd say. <laughs> if you take all the quote unquote, you take all the quote unquote Nazis in the world, there's some outliers on both ends of that spectrum, like the real nasty dudes. And I think uh, the, the Hungarian dudes were kind of like forced into it. So they were like, not that into it type of thing. And my dad was a U.S. Marine in the Pacific. And he hung out and occupied Japan. So, yeah. So over generations, you just kind of get over that stuff, you think. But there's, it's not that you have the ideology, but the impact of that shit. Like the, the dude that came, the dudes that came to America after that were kind of like, okay, we were Germans, we were in Hungary, uh, World War II is over. Uh, the Hungarian communists like, okay, all you Germans, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, so their 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 hero's journey was was overcoming all that shit, you know. And they ended up in Chicago. Not all, you know. Some went to Australia, even. Some went to Canada. So yeah, some of you purebred Americans that have had. Your ancestors came here like in the 1800s before all that fun World War II stuff is going on. A um, little different, a little different uh, life experience, shall we say. And uh, so that's kind of interesting, right? It's a so what? Yeah, was there a so what for you in there? Um, I mean, just, you know, think about how your family impacts you probably realize it already but your family experience has a lot of impact on you that's good and uh yeah yeah so what are we gonna do today bud doing a little short i don't know if, i don't know if bud's feeling a little chilly because he's He's not that interested in doing a very long walk tonight. So that's interesting, the old bud. But let's go over here. And he's, he's kind of, we're kind of heading home already. So it's a shorter walk. So I have a feeling he's like, yeah, a little too cold for me out here at 60 degrees. Oh, you're such a well taken care of dog. And, uh, his hair is getting a little longer now. It's been about a month since he shaved. Uh, we're hypothesizing that his hair is not growing as fast. He's like five years old now. But I gave him a shampoo and a shower. He gets a shower once a week. And my wife was like, oh, did you use a different shampoo? His hair, you know, his skin it feels so smooth. And then I picked him up later and I go, oh, and I realized, well, yeah, his hair is getting longer. So it feels smoother. Yeah, for you. Some of you probably don't have dogs, so you probably don't get that but maybe that's kind of a life cycle when you're when they uh some of your listeners have young kids and so when they get to be in college you might uh you might get a dog when they're in high school because well if you have a bunch of kids usually you know love to have a puppy you got to get a puppy so you'll probably have a dog soon maybe you have one already but like bud here is our second dog and howie Howie was a little different, and, and I didn't know how to take care of him well. 
So number one, so what for anyone getting a dog is get this gel. It's like 10 bucks. Get it on Amazon. And uh, it's like a green mint gel. And they say you really don't have to brush the teeth much, but if you once a week, he buddy loves this stuff. So it's not, it's not even hard to get him to do it. And I didn't know that, but you put this gel on this toothbrush, kind of stick it in his mouth. He loves it. And it, and it takes the plaque off somehow. It keeps the gum, gums a little healthier. And um, so, so far, he's got really nice teeth. The first dog we had, we just like, we didn't know, like, well, should we brush, you know, how we brush his teeth? People say, oh, you got to brush his teeth. But nobody told us about these products, right? Because you're like, well, do I use Crest or something? <laughs> they have dog toothpaste. So Bud's, Bud's in good shape. We're taking good care of you, Bud. Plus he's cute. He's such a cutie. Howie was pretty cute too, but uh, he was a little bit uh, squirrely a little bit. And uh, I was too wrapped up in my crap, trying to find my way in life to uh, be that great doggy dad. So now ben, Bud's benefiting from a an owner that uh, has learned a bit, right, Bud? Learn, experience, learn, and grow. So we're we're heading back in. So a little chilly out. Oops, I think I smell some incense or something or fireplace burning. So that's it's uh, October thirtieth, folks. So you, you could be in Colorado, Chicago. Probably really wicked cold. I'm still in shorts, shorts and loafers. So Arizona's good, folks. Arizona's good. I'm looking at my saguaro cactus up in the mountain. It's not mine, but it's on the public mountain hill behind our house. And I put one of these solar lights on it so it shines on the saguaro on the mount, dark mountain. Um, why not? What you what you call it? landscape or something? Looks nice. Looks nice. So I got a haircut today, and I go to Gray Clips, and probably that's where I joke about where Jesus is getting his haircuts at Gray Clips too. I forgot to tell Tori that today. I'll I'll do that next time. She's been there twenty years, maybe thirty. I I just bumped into her like six months ago and she's kind of fun to do hair and she also does a coupon trick which i love so um it was like a 14 buck gray clips but on the internet you can like find these coupons for gray clips but they're like usually out of date they might they might even be for like wisconsin or something but i just print them out and tori gives me a seven 7.99 cut she does it for me anyway. She doesn't care. No, she cares, but, you know, she knows the owner of the 20 stores franchise. So she's like, yeah, I'll give you $7.99. What the heck? You know, because there's our coupons, valid ones around. So she's like, I'll just give it to you. And uh, so then I give her a $4 tip, right? So, I mean, if I had to pay 14 bucks, probably not going to give her a $4 tip because I'm cheap, right? 
<laughs> but if she gives me a 799er, then I'm like, yeah, give her a $4 tip. What the heck? It's still 12 bucks, and I saved two. And she got the $4 tip, so she's got it all dialed in. She's got it dialed in. So um, fun to talk to. Interesting. Her daughter's in London, I think. England might be going to Finland. Um, and so it's fun stories to talk about. Isn't the world amazing now, right? The world is amazing. People are spread out all over. It's a good thing. Spreads. We, we learn to love everyone always when we go to other places and meet people like my commie lady. I love my commie. I keep thinking about my commie lady. And I sent my friend in Germany like a, an application to say, hey, you got a new engine, the Pearl, the Pearl engine, baby. Um, give this to M. It used to be a, the Germans organized the company like with four letters. It used to be team, T-E-A-M. M was marketing and sales. E was engineering, of course. A was some kind of administrative thing. T was some kind of like technical operations or something. So they changed it to O. So there was a guy named O. And then the departments broke down in a very German style. Like you have like OE. OE was operations Einkauf, which is purchasing. And then they broke that down into OE one, two, three, and four. So we were OE three. Buying, uh, we were buying systems that were already, the designs were done by the suppliers, like a fuel pump on the engine. And, you know, we didn't design that fuel pump, they did, but we had to fit, had to work for our engine, right? Had to, had to pump so much fuel. And it had to be able to start the engine at 51,000 feet. How about that, huh? The, that's a little engineering info for you. And I could tell stories about the fuel pump. It's pretty cool. Love the fuel pump. I really love the uh, fuel control. The fuel control, like, listens to the computer and says, okay, pilot wants to go. But he wants to get more power out of it. So we need more, we need more fuel. Quite a complex system. Those engines. I love those engines, right? So they're pretty fun. And we're almost home. And, uh, and now what for you? Now what? Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you are on the computer a lot and you like your your uh, ear pods, AirPods, check out the new Apple. AirPod Pro with noise canceling. So noise canceling is great. When you travel, I uh, I bought some Bose over-the-ear noise canceling headphones, which are heavy. You know, they're big. They're good for sitting in an airplane seat, but not for walking the dog. And I don't even know what the microphone's like. That. So, um, 
I like bought in the house. And um, I'm end the podcast here soon. And uh, there you go, bud. In the house. Feels nice and warm. So here we are, folks. Another dog walk. A little different style. A little cooler. The moon is heading down. That was a 40-minute 40 40 minute walk for old bud. This seemed a little shorter. Well, still don't have a job. I'm either delusional or I have a lot of peace and trust and faith that God's going to come through here. And it truly is um, the God is working whether we see him or not because I don't, I, don't, I don't see him. But I'm in the mind of a guy. And if he would just finish off the process here and get me hired, we could move forward. So that or I can do the Pearl Engine thing. So we'll do that. And I've learned now that I'm just going to take the first job that looks decent. And if something comes in later, hey, I can't control that. So would really love to be the Pearl Engine guy for these German English company. Because the customers, Gulfstream, American. I don't know why they've never really, they had a chance to hold me 25 years ago and put me in place. But, uh, you know, didn't work out. But there's a second chance, even 25 years later. Could Would that be cool? Could you, you know, that you're listening to the podcast from the um, G700 engine company, Gulfstream 700? It's going to be the best corporate jet ever. Yeah. 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 Raise a glass, as Rob says. Raise a glass. <laughs> so, grace, peace. Did you find your, find your so what? And find your now what. Go do what you need to do. And just know that somebody loves you, right? Some podcaster in Arizona loves everyone always. So if you need some love, you know where to find it. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Grace from the, the Lord. Peace available to you and the mercy of God. Amen. Bye-bye.